Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Fashion Grunge Podcast. I'm Lauren. Hi Lauren, I'm Charles. I haven't seen you for so long. I know, it's been three hours. I know. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. We literally just hung out, hung out. This is exactly what happened yesterday when I hung out with Jai and then recorded <laughs> that day. It was kind of funny. Um, this is weird because, not weird, but this is kind of sad, but it's like a sad, awesome movie. It's, it's, I mean, um, it's, I mean, I mean, I definitely cried, but it's just a movie I do not get tired of watching. Like, it's so good. We're talking Set It Off yeah. from 96. Yay. Uh, yeah, go, I, I think there, it's on Showtime, but I think you can get like a trial of Showtime, but it's also readily rentable. Yeah. So go out there and rent it. This movie's directed by F. Gary Gray, who also did Friday. Um, yeah, another one and, that's um, on the list. I was looking through his credits, and he also did like the TLC Waterfalls video. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, I was gonna say he's like a pretty accomplished guy. And then um, I guess he also directed the Italian Job, and also Straight Outta Compton. Mm-hmm. I was gonna say Straight Outta Compton. I remember. I had no idea he did the Italian Job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. Wow, that's crazy. Or th- and I think he did like Ice Cube music videos. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, like and Dre. I think he might have done a Dre video. It's really crazy. He's so good though. Yeah, he's. Great. I love him. It's so good. Um, this movie is just like, it's so intense. I mean, it's just super legendary. I was watching uh like kind of a featurette about the making of, and it's just really incredible that this movie was made. Mm-hmm. Um, at, at all, but just because of the subject matter, and they just didn't think that a bunch of black women could carry a film. But like, pff, they're fucking wrong. Yeah. <laughs> um. Thank God it was proven in the in the money and how like well received this film is even now. Uh, I mean, people still talk about it. It's like a cult cult classic. Yeah. So, what is your first impression? Like, when did you first see this? So, um, when I guess this movie would come out when I was in eighth grade. And um, at the time, I was, um, I, I know that we were on the same bus for a while, but. Mm-hmm. Um, like I, half the week, I think, right? Yeah. Um, and like, mm-hmm. um, but then on, during the other half of the week, I was on this other bus and like um, all the kids who were on that bus, like lived in like Potomac and like Gaithersburg and like Rockville. And like my dad lived over by American University. So mm-hmm. I was always the last person to, to get dropped off. And so um, my, dro- my bus driver, Iris, um, I think the song was like playing on the ra- ra- radio one day. And I like literally lost my mind. I was like, oh, my God, what is this song? It's, and she's like, I don't know. It's by some group called En Vogue or something. Oh, and um, I, I, this song just like changed my life. Like it was just I, so I, I just loved it so much. And, um, then, and then, and then I, then Iris was like, well, you know, it's part of a movie, right? And I was like, a movie, tell me more. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, so then like she, uh, so then Iris said, um, you know, just kind of told me, said she had seen it and that she told me the plot, but lied about how it ended. Um, and Oh, what'd she say? She, she didn't say it was sad. She said that like, um, she s- s- said that, um, three out of the four girls got killed, but that Stony had been captured. And, um, <gasps> so then I was like, really? well, well, it sounds good, but I don't really need to see this movie then. And then I like f- finally watched it and I was like, Iris, you 
bitch. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Iris, you bitch. This is incredible. <laughs> so. Wow, I can't believe she said that Sony got captured. That would have been really fucking sad. Oh my god, I know, right? Thank god she didn't. Yeah, that would have been like, that would have really set it off. <laughs> if she got captured, I would have been so pissed. Like, at least someone got away. But, um, God. But then I think I asked for this movie for, like, Christmas one year. And um, my mom was like, really? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> so... Um, oh, cool. So you got it? You got it for Christmas? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did. So, um, oh, yeah, so awesome. Then I like called it everywhere. I like called it up to call it like college. And then, you know, it, 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 I just, it just n- never left my side. <laughs> so. Oh, wow. Cool. Yeah, yeah. But cool. what, what about you? I have seen this movie once, probably, I want to say around like 2000. Okay. Or like 2001. It was a few years after it came out. But like you, I was obsessed with the En Vogue uh, song, but not just the song. The music video is what really made me so obsessed with it because Mm. it had the clips of the movie in the music video. And then it also, the outfits that En Vogue was wearing, it was like this goth, like, uh, R&B. They all had this, like, dark lipstick. Yeah, they were wearing all black and, like, different outfits. Yeah, and they were in this kind of, like, club scene, like, room. It was like a cool penthouse apartment thing. The video is amazing. Everyone go watch that video. It's so fucking good. And it's still, we were literally listening to this song today in the car it still holds up better than anything that's out right now yeah absolutely um it's great an amazing soundtrack in general like this has a great soundtrack which i think actually did crazy well and helped the film too yeah um which is cool but yeah this is my first time seeing it kind of as an adult and with kind of fresh eyes i was definitely a teenager when i saw it but i really liked it and i was like oh man this is cool but now that i've seen it as an adult it just hits so different yeah uh much like thelma louise hits different when you're older and you're kind of like this i could see (laughs) like yeah i could totally see being pushed to this brink and this level where this is kind of like your desperation and you feel like what you have to do yeah, absolutely. Um, it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. I I also love that they talk about it in the featurette in the behind the scenes, which is on YouTube. It's called Set It Straight, um, like the making of Set It Off. It's like 25 minutes. And they talk about how not only, like, I think one of the screenwriters said that she was watching Thelma and Louise and she was inspired, like, what would make, uh, you know, that kind of shows what makes women reach that level where you feel like this is kind of what you need to do. Mm-hmm. And she was like, oh, this would be so cool if there were a bunch of black women. Like, I just think that would be so awesome and, and really develop their character. This was kind of a, a genre that's always kind of reserved for like white men even like white women weren't robbing banks in movies like it was always just like a man or a group and almost like point break it was always like they were doing it for some kind of asinine reason it was never really like a desperation it was like we want to rob a bank like just because in movies and stuff so they were like okay well let's kind of see like you know have really involved characters and kind of really make it you know almost like their last ditch resort and kind of like what you know the society has like fucked them in every way possible so like why should we give a shit about stealing from a bank when it's covered anyway you know it's not we're not stealing from someone's home so um yeah yeah, so i think that's so cool and and it's also like not cool but this film really shows you how much of race relations have not moved at all because 
they're shooting black men and for nothing in this film too. I mean, spoiler alert, you've probably already seen it, but they, they killed Jada's brother or Stoney is her character. And they thought he had a gun and he had like a champagne bottle. Yeah, and they, and- not only did they shoot him once, but they fucking shot him like, like hunt, like, you know, a lot of times, like 20 times at least. Yeah. And they don't face a- a- any consequences at all. Like, I mean, nothing, just, the cops, you know- I mean, Nothing. And they're like, oh, we're going to do a full investigation. And I was like, oh, and, well, that'll change things. <laughs> right? Like, so nothing. Which is really sad um, to think that it's been, like, 30 years. Even, like, Boys in the Hood. Like, that movie could have been made yesterday. Yeah. Like, it, it just hasn't changed. And it's also L.A. This is also four years after the riots, mm-hmm. the Rodney King riot. So this is still kind of in that, you know, that kind of vein, which it hasn't even changed. I mean, it's just like same shit, different decade. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's important to watch too. I just think, uh, especially having this centered around women and just centered around amazing characters, like all four of these main women. So the cast is Queen Latifah, Jada Pinkett, Vivica A. Fox, Kimberly Elise. Those are the four main women. And then we have John C. McGinley, Dr. Dre is in there, Blair Underwood, and my personal fashion hero is um cleo's girlfriend i believe her name is sarah mclaughlin something i literally just looked it up um i don't know why i just flipped it's not actually sarah mclaughlin like as in that one but (laughs) it's like sarah something hold on it's like a sarah mclaughlin name uh i'm right samantha mclaughlin Close, close. close. <laughs> yeah. Um, she's literally, like, the most amazing style in the whole movie, I think. I and we only see her, like, twice or something. But um, you know, she looks great. You know, I think this also might have been the first movie that I've seen that had, like, a very kind of, like, natural por- por- portrayal of, like, queer characters. Like, yeah. just, just in the sense that, like, you know, Cleo's sexuality is just something that is a part of her. And, you know, her friends don't really have a lot to comment about it's just like there you know but it's not like the main it's just her yeah exactly yeah it's just her and she's just that's i think uh what vivica said that uh queen latifah when she was doing the role and like reading the script she was uh really worried that people were gonna think you know uh, you know, what are they going to think of me playing this gay character? Is this going to be kind of an issue? And Vivica was like, look, don't worry about it. You know, do you play this character? It's fine. And even the director was just like, yeah, I mean, throughout the movie, you don't even realize that she's a lesbian. It yeah, has like little to nothing to do with the story at all. I mean, you see, she has a girlfriend. That's kind of it. Yeah. Like that's kind of it. And she does the same thing that anyone else would do. Yeah, and they exactly. give it equal screen time. It's good that she gets kind of the same equal screen time as Stony and Keith. Like it wasn't like, oh yeah, she has a girlfriend, and then we just never hear about it. Like they yeah. actually showed them together, which is cool. Um, yeah, I mean God, her fucking clothes. I, I mean I can't, I can't even. It's so good. Um, so yeah, let's get into behind the scenes. Okay. There's a kind of a lot. What did you, um, what did you dig up? Okay, so. Um, Rotten Tomatoes. Um, critics gave this movie a seventy percent. Um Seventy? I know. Um, but that's it, low. But it has an audience score of eighty-nine. Um, I mean, yeah, that's more like a. Yeah, I know. I mean, and, and obviously, um, you know, the critics were not watching the same movie, so like, <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, um, but um, so. In terms of awards, this movie was not really recognized a lot, but um, Queen Latifah was nominated for Best Supporting Actress for an Indie Spirit Award. 
Um, oh, that's good. That's big. I mean, I think you could easily make a case that all four of them could have been nominated for like Oscars. Um, yeah. Like, I mean, they were all so good. I mean, I, I, th- I thought they were all like they were all, all they were all fantastic, and their characters are just so different, and just you know, it's just oh. Anyway, um, but um, alas, we don't. Um, I I was not in charge of the nominations that year, so <laughs> um, I'm trying to think. Um, some um, some people who were considered in terms of casting, um, Brandy was offered the role of Tishon that went to Kimberly Elise. Um, I wonder why she didn't do it. Do you think it's because it was like violent? Well, wait, was she doing? Moesha at this time? Uh, let's see. I know she had music out. Let's see. When did... Moesha was late 90s, but I'm trying to was think it? of, okay. like, when... Cause, yeah, because was... Moesha... 96 to 01, so she okay. probably got Moesha. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think. Um, Rosie Perez and Regina King were considered for the role of Frankie. I mean, either one of those would have been great. I, I love Vivica, but those both were, yeah. would be good too. I mean, I mean, I I personally think they made the right decision with Vivica Fox, but um, oh I, yeah, totally. I wouldn't be upset if you know I there was a version out there with like Rosie Perez. <laughs> so no, and and in New York too because yeah. she's so New York. She's not very West Coast. Um, and then I uh, I was actually talking to. Mike about this movie in the last few few, few days, and oh, he cool. said that he had read that um that all all four of them wanted to like reunite at some point for like a n- new project, and oh. um I, I I was I was wondering if you had any ideas about what it could be, um because like just off the top of my head yeah because the two plots that I I, I came up with were. Four friends go to lunch, and then um, their friendship is is tested when they argue over who is going to pay f- for the check. Um, <laughs> that happens in this movie. It does. It does, and yeah. um, it, 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 it it gets sold in a way I I, I would not expect. Um, I know, right? Like, let's just leave. <laughs> and then finally, um, okay. And then my final synopsis is: four friends, four friendships are put to the test when three help the other one move (laughs) oh shit that's a big one because you like you like can think you're like friends with someone until you help them move and then just everything can go out the window so quickly and (laughs) like hey watch the walls i can tell you're a basher (laughs) you know (laughs) it's also a true testament of friendship when you help your friend move in an uber (laughs) exactly (laughs) like that is that's like literally that's that's it (laughs) like that was a great Seinfeld too where like someone asked Jerry to help him move and they're like he asked you to help him move move what and he's like I don't know like furniture (laughs) and they like make it sound like he propositioned him it was really funny (laughs) like what do you mean he asked you to help him move he's like I don't know it's weird. It's funny. I'm trying to think of what I would have. Um, okay, my this is literally off the top of my head, so I have not like thought about this at all. But I would really love a story if the four of them um, somehow Frankie 
because she's like the banker, she gets the other three into um into a Bitcoin scam, <laughs> like a crypto scam. Uh-huh. She somehow encouraged them to take some kind of winning like somebody's won some money like I, one of them has won some money let's say like cleo won a bunch of money or inherited something mm. or inherited a house and they start um vivica tries to or frankie tries to convince them to put all of this like money into bitcoin and then they create like an all-female boiler room type situation <laughs> like almost like wolf of wall street and they start like selling stocks and doing kind of like kind of crimes that are reserved for like wealthy white men yeah yeah i like that like yeah like a boiler room kind of situation like wolf of wall street Mm -hmm. and then they have all these like young black girls and like latin girls like trying to figure out like how to like every every kind of woman actually actually doesn't even have to be black it could be anyone yeah and all these like young girls how to do the same scams that these like stockbrokers do and barely get jail time and they're like come on girls all we'll do is get martha stewart jail it'll be fine (laughs) (laughs) and they just teach all these like young girls how to like run a boiler room that would be my that would be my dream one that'd be very current to get them all caught up in some kind of crypto scam yeah and that's kind of how it ends up coming down yeah or it'd be also another cool thing would to be like uh one of them gets some kind of intelligence intelligence on like the january 6th riot and they like stop it oh (laughs) they like somehow like band together in some like political uh kind of thing and they like get together and kind of like stop this bad thing like either like the riot or like something that's gonna happen that they like yeah. get together and stop it <laughs> like that'd be cool <laughs> that'd be super cool um sorry i'm trying to i think that's all i, ha- I have for oh okay mm-hmm. cool um, all right well on imdb this is a 6.8 out of 10 which is hmm. i mean that's even lower than the 70 they could the budget for they could try mm-hmm. a little harder with that. Right? <laughs> like, like 6.8? That's a 68. Yeah. Like, that's not cool. That does not like compute it. for me. No. Uh, the budget was $9 million, which was, like, insane. They said it was, like, a bare-bones kind of uh, acting budget or, like, an action budget. Mm. Um, in that featurette on YouTube, which I'll link on the Fashion Grunge website, they have, uh, they have like, they're talking about when they shoot the suburban scene, like, crashing out of the the bank uh-huh. and they're talking about how they shut down Wilshire Boulevard like a, a major street in LA and they're like we only had a certain amount of time like we had to get this right now if we didn't get it in that one shot we weren't ever getting it because we couldn't shut the street down yeah so they yeah they actually did it in one take which is really cool oh wow um yeah so the whole movie was shot in 39 days and we were talking in the car about how Queen Latifah had I think just gotten living single yeah I believe at so. the time and also, this was filmed in March and April of 96, and then they had to take a break because, and finish it in August because Jada had to go do Scream 2. Oh, okay. Which was, she's in that very beginning of Scream 2 in that uh, movie theater, where she gets killed in that movie theater. Right. So, um, and then also, Vivica was going to shoot Independence Day and getting kind of notes from Will Smith, who ended up marrying Jada. It's all very, like, you know, Hollywood. So I thought that was really cool. And um, this was Queen Latifah's first leading role. Oh, I forgot to mention, the box office, 41.6. Okay, cool. That's amazing, off of a $9 million budget. Yeah. So cool. Um, Queen Latifah's first leading role, which is pretty cool. And this is the the director's second film after Friday. Oh, okay. So that's pretty cool, too. Um, let's see. <laughs> this is funny. In the featurette, the screenwriter talks about 
Uh, there were a few screenwriters, and he talks about how he was in a bar in L.A., and he this woman, um, you know, was sitting next to him, and, you know, they were just kind of, like, starting a conversation, and, and he she was talking really soft, and he was like, what? I'm sorry, I can't hear you. And she's like, hey, what's up? Yeah. She's like, I'm kind of on the down low. And he was like, huh? And she's like, yeah, I robbed a few convenience stores in New York, and they're looking for me. <laughs> and he's like, wow. So apparently that stuck with him, and that inspired the, like, start of the story. And then later on, he was in a park... And he saw these four girls and they all looked very much like these characters, like all different oh. personalities. And he was like, hmm, four women. And that's kind of like how it started, which I thought was really, really cool. Yeah, that's um, cool. Yeah, isn't that cool, right? And my last note that I have, which is really interesting that I had no idea, is that this has been a stage play oh, that's really? been that's gone on, yeah, a few times from 2018 to 2021 there was a stage play, like, different people would play different roles. The most notable is the rapper DeBrat played the Cleo role. Oh, okay. In, oh. Yeah, in 2018 performance and in a 2021 performance. A few other people are, like, Latoya Luckett, who I believe is one of the girls who was in Destiny's Child. Uh-huh. Before they got uh, kicked out. Oh. <laughs> and uh, that's a whole other story for a whole other day. But, yeah, so it's been kind of one of those things where it's, you know, people know about it. This is one of those things that the, it just had great, you know, reviews and just the performances, like the performances in this film are so good. Oh, I know. It's, it's just like, I don't, I don't really think that people realize how good this is. I really hope that more people go out and watch it and kind of know about it. I'm hoping that people don't know about it when I, talk about it yeah. because I'm hoping that they go out and see it for the first time or maybe you've seen the poster or something but you haven't seen it but this is one of those films that you should definitely go see just but yeah, um I you just cool. sort of get, get a sense of like the shit that these poor people have to deal with on a day-to-day basis and it's day-to-day. just like one thing after the other and it just does not stop like it's just it's yeah it's rough and the performances are just feel so raw and real and just you know yeah. like you know just you know and just very like um uh, honest you know and mm-hmm. um I, I just thought that all of them did a great job so yeah yeah and i think that it just seems like they you just really feel like Either you know women like this, and you can also tell that the actors knew people like this. Mm -hmm. Like, either they had some of them in their characters, or they were directly pulling from inspiration that they'd seen, or even, like, stories that they'd heard about from family of, like, you know, things that maybe they had to do, and, like, what got them there, and, like, what their mindset was like. It's just... Yeah, I mean, these are, Oscar is not even the right, I mean, it's, the Oscars are like a joke. I mean, like, we talk about them because it's our only kind of, like, barometer as to what that Academy is thinking, but it's Mm. not, you know, as we go on, we know that there's so many things that are not nominated that, you know, deserve to, so it just, yeah, it sucks. It really fucking sucks. Um, Cool. All right, so let's get into the fashion. Yay. Oh my god, there's so many good ones. Um, Sylvia Vega Vasquez is who did the fashion design okay. there. Um, what do you got? So I have to say, the opening scene with um, Frankie working at, at, at the bank, when all this horrible stuff happens, 
I have to say, oh I love God. I, I love her suit. <laughs> like I thought she. I know. Great. I wrote that. I wrote beige suit. <laughs> like it's so good. Like I, I thought it, it looked great on her and it fit well. And you know, I just I thought she I just thought it looked great. Um, it did. Yeah, it was great. Um, I'm trying to think. Um, I'm trying to think. Stoney's tended to kind of dress like an eighth grade boy you know oh like, yeah she which, totally did which, which, I, which i thought worked great um oversized like plaid jackets yeah yeah like i mean if you were like i i felt like if you were watching a skit of like the nickelodeon show all that around this time you would see people wearing her her outfits like <laughs> yeah totally or like mad tv yeah yeah and like those kind of things yeah totally the only outfit that she had that was somewhat uh well obviously the outfit that she has with keith um and she when she gets dressed up and he's like uh you oh. can't wear this i loved that outfit that she had that was <laughs> that frankie great. put her in i yeah. forgot who put her in that she's like oh god this is so bad and it was like this colorful silky like pajama set yeah <laughs> that was like kind of trying to be dressy and of course keith is like oh no this won't do oh dear we god to drive you to a store <laughs> i have to impress these people i was like oh goodness um <laughs> this is so crazy i'm trying to think during their um, during their first date, I really love Keith's vest. Um, mm-hmm. It's just like very c- c- colorful, and I think it's like it's like asymmetrical too. Like I think the patterns on one side is like different from the other. Um, oh, cool! I didn't notice that. Um, can we just talk about Keith? Like, can we talk about how Blair Underwood looks so fucking good now? Um, yeah. Like, he looked great there, but, I mean, come on. If we need an American James Bond, that's it. I mean, <laughs> like, I'm, I mean, why not? <laughs> I mean, yeah, why not? Honestly, he looks so good. He looks so young in this movie. I know, right? I think because I'm so used to seeing him, like, uh, I guess maybe, like, ten years older. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm like, wow, he looks like a baby. Um, he's probably like 40. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Like, he just looks so young. Yeah. Um, what have you got for fashion? Ooh, okay, let's see. I have the beige suit, like you mentioned. Um, Ursula, who is Cleo's girlfriend, I just want to say, she has my favorite fashion in the entire entire movie. I mean, uh, actually second to Frankie. I actually love Frankie. But Ursula has like when you first see her when they're in the parking lot of the apartment building and you see her like come up she has this short blonde hair and she has these like gold earrings she has a floral skirt and like a crochet kind of shirt like a sleeveless shirt that's tied in the front yeah so it's like a midriff and she has these amazing glasses Mm -hmm. these like sunglasses that are black with these like gold kind of detail on them she looks fucking awesome yeah like she looks so good so that was one of the main ones i had she also has the same similar style when you see her again throughout the film like she always wears those glasses like she just looks really fucking cool and i guess it's the it's the kind of like the 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 difference between like 
Cleo, who dresses like, you know, pretty masculine, I guess you mm-hmm. could say. And then she dresses like super, super feminine. Yeah. So I'm assuming like that was like kind of like put together in that way to kind of show like different forms of gay women, you know, yeah. in film that not everyone looks like this. Sometimes you can look like this and like this and like this. But she looked fucking great. Vivica's outfit when they rob, I don't know which place they rob. It must be the second robbery when they get into the car when she has that brown. I sent it to you. It She has like a brown jacket and then she has a brown shirt underneath it that's tied up like a like a midriff and then she has black jeans but the brown has like white stitching kind of sort of oh, in okay. it. okay. And I love all the sunglasses and the wigs that they wear when they rob um, the place. I think it looks so cool. Like the wraparound sunglasses. Yeah. I think it's dope. Um, I also kind of like their like janitorial outfits. I mean, um, it makes being a janitor look fun. <laughs> like, I mean, yeah, it, I like that they have like these super kind of like laborious jobs. Yeah. Like they don't have jobs like, you know, it's it's really interesting that they kind of now that I'm thinking about it, they have these jobs that are away from society. Mm-hmm. Like they don't work in a grocery store. They don't work in retail. They don't work where they're in kind of contact with the public. They work kind of like a graveyard shift. Yeah. Like after everyone's left. So it's like they don't really they're not really like kind of like or at least after Frankie gets fired and she's, you know, end up working there, like they all end up working there. But I think it's interesting that they were kind of like under the radar and they do these kind of jobs that you kind of like, you don't really know. Like, I don't know any, I wouldn't know people who work in shops, but I don't know people who like clean office buildings at night. Yeah. Like that's just like a totally different, you know, type of job and industry. So I liked that. I really liked when they robbed the last place and they all had the blue, like mechanic jumpsuit. Yeah. That was cool. I think that was really cool. And I love how they're like, we got to stash these clothes. Um, I love Jada. I, she, I know she's like kind of, I know she's kind of like a a weird topic now because of what we know all about the red table and all this other stuff with Will Smith now, but I love, I love her in the nineties. I'm not like a massive fan of her acting like later on. Mm -hmm. I mean, she was okay in collateral, but I love her in the nineties. I love a different world. I don't know if you ever, did you ever watch a different world Um, or did you you ever see it? That's, that's a spinoff of the Cosby show where Denise goes to college. Yeah. Mm hmm. And I think Denise is in the first season. Denise is Lisa Bonet, uh, another icon. Uh, She was in the first season. I don't think she was in the second. She got pregnant and allegedly Bill Cosby fired her because he didn't want her to be pregnant on the show. Like he didn't want his daughter, quote unquote, in the show to be pregnant, um, which is really hilarious seeing as what the fuck was really happening. But that's what you're worried about. But okay. So she left the show and then there were other characters in there and Jada was in, I feel like there were like five or six seasons. She might've been in like season three, but she played like a freshman who was living in the dorm and she was super sassy. And like, you know, Tupac was in an episode. She was really good friends with Tupac. We were talking about that, um, about how she was like in love, like almost like in complete love with Tupac. Mm And, um, yeah, so it was really cool. I like her attitude. I like, I like that she was a little bit different here. She was very, 
sassy in in different world like she was like the girl you couldn't tell anything to oh okay you know she always knew everything she was like whatever she wasn't as kind of soft and in this one she has that hard exterior but she also is really soft too yeah um because she has the brother she's looking out for and trying to help him go to college like she has a very like maternal instinct she's not wasn't really like that before so i like that i didn't like her when she dressed up in like the fancy dress so you could tell it wasn't her yeah I mean, uh, it was nice. Like, it was a nice dress and everything. But, yeah, you could tell it just wasn't really her. Um, let's see. What else did I have? Let's see if I had another If I had another note. I just like that they have just all... Oh, Jada has a really cool, like, crochet top. It's when she goes to the bank and she first meets Keith. And oh, it's, like, a, a beige crochet top. And then she has jeans. And then... Uh, TT is with her and she's like standing in the corner and she has a really cool like 90s floral dress. It was like a dress that like all girls had in the 90s. It was like super basic. You can get it at, like a Marshalls. Mm-hmm. I think I had one from like a Marshalls or like a Ross or like a TJ Maxx or something. It was like a basic kind of silhouette, but it was really cool. So I, I really like the clothes. I like that Cleo has on like the overalls. They yeah, have on she, like the white shirt sometimes. Yeah, she, she wears a lot less like flannel and denim and like tank tops um yeah and it's um, cool. yeah it's uh and um it's um i'm trying to think i'm just, I'm trying to think should she wear any jackets or just like overcoats or am i m- 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 making that up uh not okay jackets as in like a plaid jacket or a plaid shirt that has like a zipper that's open. Oh, okay. But okay. never anything really big because they're in California. Yeah. So that would okay. be probably like the most that they would wear. Okay. And I just love too the elements of like I love seeing how different people style plaid. Like, you know, you think of 90s as like the plaid era and it's mm-hmm. like grunge and Kurt Cobain and all that. And then you also see different people styling the same type of garment. Like, it's cool that you see, like, a more urban setting and still plaid and still the same trends, but just worn completely differently. Yeah. Just really cool. I like it. I thought it was great. Good job, Sylvia. (laughs) Thought it was cool. And, uh, yeah, I'm trying to think of, like, no, I don't the cops don't have anything cool on. They just have on, like, random shit. I mean, they just wear kind of, like, basic suits and, you know. And the jack and the windbreakers. Yeah. Yeah, like something like that. I did like when they had that 70s graduation party. Yeah, that was fun. And, like, everyone dressed like the 70s. That was really cool. I like that. Um, cool. All right, so music. We literally just talked about how Ugh. fucking awesome this music is and the soundtrack. En Vogue all day. Forever. Um, my note is that it came out on September 24th, 1996. It reached number four on the Billboard Hot 200 charts. Oh, wow. So that's pretty fucking high for 96. That means it was a hit. Why that was song it not was a higher? hit. Like, I, mean... I know, right? I didn't look up like what was number one, two, and three. I guess I probably should have. But um, I mean, we just talked about Envo. Go fucking watch that video like right now. Like, pause the shit, go to YouTube, watch it, and then come back. <laughs> because... I, uh, I mean, I also love that that part of the movie was like Jada's love scene with, yeah. uh, Blair Underwood. I was like, oh, this is where the song is. I was and, like, where's the song? I don't know. It's like all, it's the steamy montage of like candles and him like dragging the chain down her back. And it's just, yeah, I was like, oh. mm, okay. <laughs> like that was hotter than 50 shades. I know. Quite right? Honestly. Like, how did they fuck that up? And it, I, I don't know. And, it, and didn't have to try as hard. <laughs> like, I mean, no. No. It, like, I mean, just. 
you, you guys were trying too hard. Um, <laughs> yeah, it didn't work. It was um, still vanilla. I'm trying to think. I um, um, a lot of my sentences for the music section are going to be, be, be begin with "I really like that song, but I don't know what it's called." Um, <laughs> so, um, so, um, but the first one I like the uh, song that's playing. Um, right before Cleo and Stony have the fight, when like um, when like um, Ursula is like um, dancing on the hood of her car. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that the? Okay, I have like Volume Ten, Pistol Grip Pump, is a song that I I Shazam that I really like a lot. I'm not sure what song that is that you're talking about. I think it might be the Heist by the the by the Five Hooders, but I could be wrong. Oh okay. Um, okay. And then the music is like sprinkled throughout and then yeah. you have a few that you can really hear. But a lot of times I would hear things for like 20 seconds and yeah. I was like, Oh, what is that? That's cool. And then it would like the scene would switch. And I was like, fuck. And my like Shazam couldn't pick it up, but the soundtrack is really good. Like has like bone thugs has okay. a good song. Seal has. Hey Joe. Yeah. I like that. Song. Yeah. That was really cool. Um, parliament for the seventies. I, um, and then, um, I don't know what the song is called, but it played during um, a, a, a lot of the songs I like are probably in like the last like 45 minutes to half hour. Like, yeah. The end. yeah. But um, it's a song that's playing when um, Cleo is killed um, by. Um, oh, yeah. It's um, uh, um, I think it's called Up Against the Wind. Or, and I think that's a cover, but I could be wrong. It's the Lori Perry song, right? I think so. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, and then I like at um at the end when like um when like Stony has like made it to Mexico, and we have like that flashback montage. How we hear um um I, I like the song "Missing You" with uh Brandy and Gladys yeah. Knight and Shaka Khan and Tamia. So good. And then I also. Re- thought that the um seal cover hey joe was like fantastic so so good yeah yeah it was so so good i mean this is one of those times again that i feel like i mention it all the time but this is when like soundtracks were just so important Mm -hmm. and just so good and really just made the movie even better and just gave it another dimension like it was just so so good i was just like yeah and it was like something you could actually buy which is something yeah you can do anymore (laughs) like (laughs) before the movie this came out in september the movie came out in november yeah you were already kind of keyed up for this movie you know you kind of were really excited to see the movie because you saw the you know listen to the soundtrack and you really liked it like come on people let's make some effort they need to bring back soundtracks they need to bring back like true opening credits just because i really miss those yeah like yeah what is up with that i guess their logic is, you know, opening credits eats up screen time. <laughs> so. Oh, jeez. Some movies are too long as it is. I know. I'm like, you're making a Stranger Things. I'm looking at you, even though you have opening credits. But, like, two and a half hours? I mean, that's a Netflix movie, so I guess, you know, you can pause and get up and go get a snack. But at some point, it's like, come on, give us a soundtrack. Why do the Northmen not have, like, an amazing Icelandic soundtrack? It was... I it- don't know... It, come w- on. it was a missed opportunity, and that's all there is to it. Like, right? Like, come on, you had Bjork there. 
She was there. <laughs> she could have like literally conducted the entire thing. It's actually would have been fine with no words at all and just an entire two hour Bjork like score it, and then Alexander Skarsgård running around. It's literally her job. Like, I mean, yeah, like, come on. Like, what are we doing here? I need to be in charge of a movie studio. I would have shit so backwards. I would be like, we need to think about the movie first. I could give a fuck about the actors we're getting and all this. We need to think about the movie and the music. What bands are we getting involved in this? Yeah. <laughs> like, come on. We'll find an actor. There are a billion of them. Like, we'll be fine. Music? No. This is a very extreme thing. Like, we need to make sure this is right. Another missed opportunity. Ugh. Man, oh man. Alrighty, let's get into our favorite scenes and lines. Well. And shenanigans. God, um, what do you have? I have, I have a lot of little notes. One, like, alternate, maybe? Yeah, let's do it. Um, so, I don't know if I would describe this as, like, a favorite scene, but the opening scene of, um, like, um, Frankie at the, the bank when, like, the first robbery happens it's like not particularly like uh fun to watch but i thought it was done really well um Mm -hmm. and just like um i thought that it really like captured well how like in you just literally if you don't know how you're going to react in the situation until you're in it and like i mean you know people talk about fight or flight you know um in like dangerous situations but like i think that like, uh, you know, like seizing up and freezing is just also like something that happens too. And I think Frankie just seized up, which is, you know, it's just something that, you know, can happen. And for some reason, it sort of reminded me, not, not necessarily this scene, but sort of reminded me of this 90210 episode where Ooh. Brenda was in the peach pit and that guy comes in and like robs oh, and, yeah. and like, and, and like she has to, you know, like, figure out how how to open the cash register and then she has like PTSD afterwards. Um there's always like in the 90s they always did those um like like kind of like one-off episodes where there was like a really traumatic event mm-hmm. and it usually had to do with like a robbery or like a murder and it never was a murder that was too dark but it usually was like a robbery or like an assault and it's yeah. usually against a woman and it became like Joey had that weird episode in Dawson's Creek where she was robbed. And it, like, kind of informed, like, part of the next season. And it was, like, yeah. I was just trying to think of, like, there always is something like that, kind of. Yeah. Um, but, like... Also, when she knew the guy. Like, that tripped you out even more. Because she, like, you know, was from the same neighborhood as this guy. And he comes up to her and is, like, yo, give me the money. And then she's, like, what? Like, Darnell? What the fuck are you doing here? And, uh, oh, God, just... Just like when she's trying to like plead with him to like just please don't do this, and yeah. it's just like it's just oh, and then you know things get real and like you know he takes that woman hostage and it's just like oh, it just gets bad. <laughs> like, yeah, and then he just shoots her. I know when he just shoot like she's like come on you're not gonna do anything come on just stop and he just literally looks at her and he just shoots her and the blood like goes on her outfit. Yeah, and she's just like oh, oh my god. 
god and she's literally like frozen like at that point she can't even move and i think there are other people who work in the bank are just like oh my god like you know running around like so crazy and it just like turns into this like it turns into like a fucking tarantino film yeah like yeah. it's it just like all these people get shot and like the you know they're like three bank robbers i think two of them die there and um, yeah and i think one gets away Mm-hmm. Yeah, the guy that she knew, I think, who has that thing in the back of his head. Yeah. He has, like, AP or whatever shade in the back of his head. Yeah, that was that was a crazy one. That was a really good opening, too. It was. It was. Yeah, it was a great opening. And then I um, I don't like this scene, but I, I thought that, like, Vivica Fox's acting was fantastic. But just the scene afterwards when she's being interviewed by the police... And um, just, you know, and, you know, that that asshole cop who I I, I really like that actor. I just do not like this character at all. No, but, John C. Was it McGinley? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He was like, what's the procedure when you've got a when there's a bank robbery? And she's she I mean, I, I sort of I mean, I, I mean, I, my guess is she's probably like, you know, she can probably tell you the procedure, but she's never been in a situation like that before before you know so yeah like i love how it comes back later yeah i do too that she's like what are you what's the procedure when you got a gun to your head i would have asked that well like yo what's the procedure when you kill all these fucking black guys who have no guns on them yeah i'm sure that's not your fucking procedure to be shooting them up for no reason i mean come on like you're telling me about procedure your whole job is procedure that you don't follow mm-hmm. and nothing happens. So like, fuck off. Yeah. Like fuck off with that. Jeez. And then, oh, just, just like the way, just like when her bosses fire her and she like flips her shit and, you know, rightfully so. Oh, yeah. Like I, I, I was like, you know what? It's, it's, it's just a job. It's, it's fine, Frankie, you know, just, just leave. But yeah, right. It's not, but it's so fucked. It's just, it's just not fair. <laughs> no, it's so fucked, and I hate the way they like they paint like so many black women as angry. It's like, but we have a lot to be fucking angry for. I mean, like, because it seems like shit always happens to us. But I mean, and, when oh. you get continually mistreated day after day after day, and you like, you know, you start to say, "Hey, can you stop?" and people are like, "Whoa." whoa calm yeah. down stop being so aggressive you know <laughs> how dare you yeah. how dare you like say something about the way i'm treating you like no fuck off bitch this is like you know it's just it's feel like it's accepted from everyone but black women it's like we have we're the one people that just like can't be angry we have to be calm this even happens on like beverly hills housewives yeah. right now garcelle is the only black housewife and i love her like god bless her and these women have like shit all over her kids oh. and done all this stuff and she's just been super quiet and yeah because if she raises her voice they're gonna say whoa what's going on like why are you getting so angry oh wow you're angry like uh yeah because you've done shit to me i'm not just popping off for no reason like yeah. come on yeah i that was so fucked when she got fired with they're like she's probably in on it they knew each other no. i'm like she has and a literal like good job like she's working for you no and they couldn't even wait until she left the building before they they like started to like you know it's say that like it was just like oh god it was yeah, it was, it was just, awful it was horrible <laughs> like and then you have the the black detective, like the woman, and she's drinking that water. And she's like, sister, you didn't even ask me if I was thirsty. And she like walked out like you totally took their side. You weren't even like saying anything to them. Like you heard what they said to me. You know that that's not what happened. But yeah. pff, 
fucking stupid. But unfortunately, all too realistic. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. I also have to say that I missed this one fashion note. Frankie's style after she gets fired and they're in that parking lot with all the, like, you know, cars and stuff, mm-hmm. like the hydraulics and stuff, they... I love that she has those hair clips in her hair. I love her short hair, first of all. I didn't yeah. mention that. Yeah, I love good. her short hair. Um, and I love that she, like, puts these, like, kind of, like... I guess they're, like, curler clips kind of in her hair. And she has a really awesome outfit. And I'm trying to find a photo of it. I'm probably going to have to play the movie and screen cap it. Mm. Because I can't find a still of it that's really good. But, yeah, she looks so cool when she's, like, fired. And she's, like, outside. And she's, like, ugh, God. Yeah. She looks really cool. Her shirt's really cool. Her jeans, like, the belt looks really, really dope. Yeah, I like it. Oh, okay. So is that that scene is something that happened and now it's over. <laughs> yeah, God. Thank God. Um I don't I don't you want me to go? Yeah, sure. Um, okay, so I I just have some notes here, so they're not like favorite scenes, but my the scene where they kill uh Stoney's brother is just like so oh, heartbreaking. It's also really heartbreaking when she sleeps with that guy to get the money oh, for know. his tuition. Ugh, it's just like, it's so terrible and it's so, like, realistic. I mean, it'll be realistic till the end of time. I feel like it's just like a woman's struggle, you know? It's like, it's just something that always ends up, you know, kind of becoming like this sad, sordid, you know plot in like a story like this when you're desperate for money and it seems to be like there's always a man that's willing to take advantage of that and it's just like and the fact that she was like i need this money even if she told her or told him it was for like a hospital bill like he would still make him make her sleep with him oh i know it's just like it's just so fucked so that was really messed up and then the whole shooting of the of the brother was just super triggering for like obvious reasons because of what's happening now um i do like the quote where they're when they kind of i like when they kind of decide that like we're gonna do this because Vivica or Frankie she's like yo I work in a bank she knows all the ins and outs she knows like if they pull from the right side of the drawer it means they're gonna set the alarm so so you gotta make sure they do all this so is she saying that like it if you they pull from the right side does that mean like the like the money is like on top of a like trigger and if it's released then a silent alarm will go off or is I'm assuming okay but I don't know if this is before the age of dye packs. Okay. You know how they have the dye packs now? Yeah, yeah. That explode? Yeah. I think this might have been before that era, but I don't actually know. Okay. But I guess that probably was. I always thought that from the movies it was under. Like it was kind of like under a desk. You always see them hit like a silent alarm oh, under and a desk. Oh, press a button? Mm-hmm. Okay. But I mean, I don't know what's actually... I'm sure there's like an actual thing. That we don't know about. That sounds kind of plausible, like a right side of the drawer. Mm-hmm. Like, that's always there, you know? Um, I love that she knows all the ins and outs. She's like, they have this cow. And they're like, <laughs> a cow? And they're like, pay attention. We're talking about that, like, cabinet that wheels out that has all this money in it. And they're like, so she knows exactly, like, where to go, where to get the money, yeah. how much could potentially be in what place. So I love that. I love when they're planning the job in the car. Like, they're all yeah, sitting around. Cool. Like, that's one of my favorites. Yeah, they're, like, sitting and planning planning it in the car. And they're like, we're just taken from the system that's fucking us all anyway. Yeah. Which is, like, I love that quote. I think that's really cool. Um, that's super cool. I also, I'm trying, um, I love that scene when they're just on the roof of, like, Stoney's house. Oh, yeah. And that's one of my first favorites. First of all, that roof just looks like a fun place to hang out. So cool, yeah. And, um, like. I'm going to try to clip that scene. They're just, um, and, um, I, 
love how like um there's like smoking a joint and like stony turns to cleo and says every time we get high you look like sugar bear (laughs) (laughs) just made me laugh um and um i um I, uh, let's see, when Blair Underwood came on screen, I drooled for about seven solid minutes, but let's not, <laughs> <laughs> um, we don't need to get, when in. the baby drinks that cleaning fluid, oh God, and when, when they're at the fucking job, oh God, it, no, it, it like just keeps coming, <laughs> like, and then, yeah, TT gets her, her son taken away because she had to bring him to work to clean the office building because she had no money I know. because fucking Luther is taking like taxes out of her under the table check and she's like i'm only getting paid half of what i made before and i can't afford childcare. and then of course at the hospital when her kid gets taken away like it's really interesting how you see kind of all you see these three like important life events you don't really see anything in cleo's life you see that it's just like she's like fuck it like the whole system has been fucked since day one there's no one particular incident but it's like you see these other three women that are pushed to the brink and this one incident for each one of them has really that's been the driving force you know which is really interesting but yeah she gets her kid taken away and the woman who takes her kid away she was an amen like this amazing sitcom yeah in like the 80s about like a black church and a pastor and like kind of busybody people in the church it was really funny uh jack hay i think was in 227 Mm -hmm. and i feel like this might have been a spinoff of 227 oh amen yeah like i think she showed up in like one or two episodes like it was the same universe kind of thing i I have to say i really loved her suit too (laughs) like i thought it was great yeah yeah it was so cool um it was so cool I'm trying to think. Um, so I um, love how uh, Cleo has this like signature thing. How when like um, when she steals a car, she like throws out all <laughs> the crappy music first. And- I am Cleo, and <laughs> yeah. the name of this episode is "Hey, pass me a tape." <laughs> like I love it when she um, steals a car and she's like, "They're like, just take it." I need a tape. This is bullshit. <laughs> she throws them out of the window. And then, um, and it's, it's it's just like, yeah, I'm taking your car, but you can have your crappy Michael Bolton CD back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Um, it's so funny. And it sort of reminded me of something I heard that like a lot of times I think when before DNA testing, I've heard that like people say that like when burglars would break into your house and rob it, as an additional insult, they would also like shit on your carpet. Yeah, which is just, I totally have seen that in movies. Yeah. Did that actually happen to people? Uh, yeah, yeah, I think so. Like, oh my <laughs> god, wow! Um, and like robbers, and like, isn't a cat burglar someone who breaks in an empty house? Yeah, I think so. Is that what a cat burglar? Yeah, is? yeah, robbers, cat burglars, <laughs> <laughs> shitting on carpets. That is so. That's such a like a hazardous situation it's like yeah. like like a what do you like a biohazard yeah <laughs> that's like a, such a biohazard and such an insult i mean like that's the biggest insult i, I mean they probably still do it too but i mean I, my i guess is they can probably like find you now so yeah i was gonna say i guess dna that would um, be the worst fucking job you oh, have no. to like dna test this poop <laughs> to find out who did this god 
Um, oh, well, I didn't even say, well, I don't know if we mentioned it before or after the podcast, but they got 12K in 60 seconds at the first robbery. Yeah. Um, so they each got 3K in their split. Now, this would be about $5,600 now. You texted me a question yesterday that do I think it was fair that this was right after TT's child got taken away. Yes. Do I think it's fair that TT, the first robbery, she got cold feet and like she went in, but then right when like they were like, oh, I don't know if we should do this. And I love how Frankie's like, fuck this. And she <laughs> grabs her gun and she just goes. Like they don't even have it planned. They don't really have like, I love how they're like standing at the doorway, like as if they don't look really They suspicious. all look so suspicious. They're, they're, like, they're like adjusting their wigs and putting their glasses on and just be like, hey, <laughs> guys i don't know if we should rob the bank now you know <laughs> yeah, i know like what it's, should we do i'm like you didn't do our dry run <laughs> like what's like, they're literally just and then tt's like i can't do this i thought i could do it but i can't and she like runs out and vivis is like fuck this shit man <laughs> like yeah. i know banks i'm not letting my, my all my shit go to waste i'm gonna fucking rob this shit so they get back and they get 12 grand and then of course they're like i love that like frankie is just like why is she getting a cut? And they're like, <laughs> yeah. come on, man. Like, TT needs this. She needs to be able to pay for childcare so that, like, you know, social services will, like, see that she can take care of her child. She's like, she didn't do anything. <laughs> she just <laughs> walked in and then she ran out. <laughs> so, like, what the fuck? And they're like, come on, man. And then she's like, yeah, come on, Frankie. Like, you know, I really need this money. And then she's like, she just turned so fast. She's like, all right, yeah, I guess I was wrong. I was like, <laughs> but they assumed all the risk. Like, they could have yeah. been shot. <laughs> like, they could have easily been killed in that in that bank, which yeah, is I know. nuts. I was like, damn. She was like, I don't know. So you're, I said yes, I would have given her the money because she needed it, and it was about her child. Now, if it was a gambling debt or some other issue, I may not have been so quick if she didn't have a child then i probably wouldn't have i, I th but if she didn't have a kid i think i'd be like fuck I, that i think that's fair you know yeah like i think the child is what yeah what would really like yeah that's probably what frankie thought too because it wasn't like she was just like i want the money you know like yeah oh, i got money i want the money it was like no i need to get my child out of protective custody so you know that makes sense, um, but then later on she 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 fucking does shit, man. Oh, she isn't she the one who kills Luther? She takes she takes to it like a duck to water. Like, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> she yeah, she literally was just like she. I love when they go to the firing range. Yeah, and they're all like learning how to shoot. And Dre is Black Sam, who sells him the guns and everything. And I and also I this is actually listed as one of the most least favorite and cringy scenes. But I personally think is it a it is a masterclass, and it's Vivica's uh, Godfather uh, in, in, interpretation. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I happen to love that scene, oh, no, even I, though I, everyone I think it's else great. Like, <laughs> yeah, I love it. It's so um, good. I do love how after the first robbery, also, can I say, I love Cleo's garage. Like, I think it looks so cool. Oh my God, like, so cool. She has an awesome phone booth and like, she has like a fireman pole and like she yeah. has her, she has her bed on those, like, I don't know what they're called. Like those construction, like, uh, things. Those plank yeah 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 it, yeah it, they're really cool it, it, just, it just it just looks awesome anyway um so i love another it. great piece of 90s real estate yeah <laughs> um so i love how like when they're um like they like make it back to the loft after the first robbery and you can tell the adrenaline is just they are it's like there's, there's like oh you know <laughs> like, yeah um, yeah 
and there's a there's a quick scene when like they're counting the the the, the, the money, and like Tony turns to Frankie and she says, "Is it ours?" And Frankie says, "Yes, <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's all ours." God, that must feel pretty fucking amazing. I know. It must have felt great. Like I honestly don't have a massive issue with bank robbery. I mean, um, you know, it's like a victimless crime, essentially, especially if it's like insured. Yeah. As long as no one dies in the process. But if you can like get in and out and no one's hurt. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, do you, man? Yeah. Like it's it's not like it's different if you're robbing a house. You know what I mean? Like you're robbing like someone's personal shit. Yeah. But I feel like a bank is literally just run by like the government bails them out all the time. Yeah. You know, so like in you were like, you're not going to you're not going to be hurt from it if it's like under 100k and if it's more than that they're not getting that out of your account anyway you know it's like it's a communal pot that's in a bank you know so i'm like whatever man do your shit they didn't have to kill all of you like but they didn't have to kill all of you like let's let's also like you know go back every single one of the women aside from jada dies and it's like it the first one is TT. That one, they all hit really hard. Yeah. But TT's was like really hard. I love that scene where her and Stony are like in the back oh, of the car, it's, and it's and they're just... like, she's like dying, and they're like, come on, man, we gotta go, we gotta go. Uh, this is after the, is this after the suburban? This is they crash uh, through yeah, the. Yes, this is after the third robbery. Like just yeah. and and the thing that's 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 crazy is like things up until this point have gotten pretty crazy and it just keeps going. <laughs> like, oh I mean, yeah, like the last half of the movie is yeah. just like oh my god. Even the last like thirty minutes, you're just like oh my god. Yeah. Like you kind of know how it's gonna end after you see Cleo or not after you see Cleo after you see TT. Mm-hmm. You're like oh fuck, this is like one of those like. So TT is in the bank and they all, they all have those like blue outfits on and they are like holding, holding the place up and she gets shot like twice by the cops. Oh God. I um, no, it was by that guard because the cops had, Oh, it was the guard. The yeah, cops yeah. had come in and they were, they had talked them into like laying their guns down. So they were. That's right. The guy around that office. Yeah. Yeah. He like ducks out. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. And he saw them and then he ends up getting killed. Like all the, then the gunfire just pops off. Yeah, and, and it just like goes crazy. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, and then yeah, especially when you see Stony, like you see TT, like you know, hurry up, like they gotta tell him to hurry because it's gone like through her chest, and like mm-hmm. you know, and and Sony's just like, I know, I know, like they're coming, they're coming, and I just thought about the boy, like as soon as she died, I just thought about like her son, yeah, and like how she was trying to get her son out, and like. Ugh. God, it, it was, and then she like Chloe. She closes her eyes, and then the two of them like they were they've gone somewhere. They're coming back, and they're like, oh my god, and like oh my god, this is so bad. Yeah. And I was like, oh my god, this is fucking crazy, like fucking crazy. I love when they crash through that fucking bank. Oh. Like <laughs> Cleo is such a G. I I feel like I would be Cleo half Cleo half Frankie, but I'm probably more of a Stony. Yeah. But in reality, but I want to be a half Frankie, half Cleo. Like, I yeah, think same. that would be like, I, the ultimate. <laughs> I feel like personality-wise, I probably have most in common with Tishon, but... 
Oh yeah, T T, yeah. <laughs> just because, just you know, I think I'd be the one to be like, I don't know, guys. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I don't know about this. Yeah, I wanna be Frankie being like, fuck this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. Like and Cleo's the same way, like in a different way. I feel like the two of them could really do some damage. Oh, absolutely. Like together without Stody and T T, yeah. like being the voice of reason. Like they they would just go out and just like do all this fuck shit. Like I'd be so I mean, cool. I I I um I, I did think that frankie had a good point like after the, the, the robbery when like tt was like listen we weren't we weren't ready and frank was like we will never be ready we just have to do it you know like yeah. i mean that's about everything you're never you're never yeah. ready for anything yeah you can't really prepare for something that you don't know about you just have to do it and if you like don't do well you figure out what to do next if not you know you do something else yeah that's kind of how, how it goes it's kind of crazy though. Um, um so, Luther fucking stealing that money. Yeah. Oh god. Why they put it in so they steal two fifty in this in the in the robbery where they steal two fifty and when they crash through the through the street mm-hmm. and they put it in like an air vent in one of the offices, like the office buildings that they clean. Cause they're like, we can't take it to the fucking, um, also I love how they got away in that suburban. Yeah. That was great. Like they <laughs> literally like flew through the streets. It was insane how they just weren't caught mm-hmm. like at all. Like they knew the car, they saw them, they saw the women in them. So they know who's in it. I just thought that was pretty awesome. They just like flew through the street and like somehow got away. I know. <laughs> and we're like, and they go, and I love how they're like, no, we can't make anything look different. We got to go back to work and like clean these offices because clearly if we leave, they're going to know that something happened. So they put the money in this vent. And then of course they go to find Luther and like someone's bought his company and they're like, they go to work and their reasoning made sense just, um, or, um, just because they're like, well, if you know, the police, come and arrest us then you know the first place they're going to search is our house so we should probably keep yeah them not there um yeah hell yeah and also that scene when like they're after the second robbery when, when they're counting counting the money and they're just like throwing it all all over cleo's garage did, yeah, did, like, did that like everywhere. stress you out because i was like guys yeah. what are you doing <laughs> like, i know i was like guys no like how who's done the final count yeah like how do you know to make sure it's all there yeah and I couldn't even imagine throwing money. I want to roll around it like Demi Moore in a decent proposal. I mean, I mean even that seemed kind of stressed me out because it was get, getting like, you know, un, un, you know, like underneath the mattress and like, you know, into the box springs. Yeah. And I was like, you know, that's. <sighs> You're such a mom. <laughs> Guys, stop it. You're such a mom. <laughs> Guys, stop it. It's the same way in 54. Yeah. You know, where like Mike Myers has like a literal like trash bag of money. Yeah. Just dumps it out on his bed and they just rolls around in it, <laughs> like dives in it. And he's like, I love to do this. I suck my cock or whatever he says. I, uh, <laughs> Breck and Meyer. <laughs> I, um, when I was about 12, I, um, I'd saved about $70 just through my my allowance and i determination i i I was very impressive and i reenacted that scene from indecent proposal (laughs) did you really it um, oh my god it um you know just with like you know fives and ones it didn't really have the same zing to it but that's some stripper shit right there that's what i would do if i was a stripper i would literally like dump all my money out 
probably fumigate it somehow in some kind of, I don't know, because I don't know where all this money's been. I don't know where all these guys are getting this money from. And then I would probably do that. Yeah. <laughs> Roll around in my money at night. It, I mean, but I, I do have to say it was a very satisfying experience. Like, I mean, It sounds like it. it I, that's my goal in life is to be able to do that <laughs> and like go to like a bank and I'm like, yeah, can I have a hundred grand out in ones? I'm going to roll around in it. <laughs> I need a lot. I need a lot of money. Um, so Luther sells, they go to work, you know, they're just like, mm-hmm. you know, trying to keep up appearances. They go to work and they find this new guy who's their boss. And they're like, wait, where the fuck's Luther? Luther's like their boss at the janitor place. And they're like, he's like, oh, he sold the company. Like I'm in charge now. And they're like, what? They're like, yeah, I guess he must've like, I also, they go to like black Sam and they're like, yo, where's Luther? Like, what the fuck? And then they're like, uh, they, well, after they find out the, the company has been bought, they go to like the level where the money is and it's fucking gone. Yeah. So they're like fucking losing it. It's 250 K. It's like a hot mess. So they ask black Sam who is uh Dre and they're like, yo, like where's Luther? And he's like, Oh, he's at this hotel. Like, uh, what happened? He's like, well, someone's like, yeah, it looks like he came into a lot of money. And they're like, that's your money that we're supposed to pay you back for these guns that we borrowed from you. And he's like, what? They're fucking with my money. (laughs) Oh shit, man. Yeah. This is where he is. Go get him. So that's when they go to this hotel. I want to know about this hotel because it's really cool. It it like, looks the fun. The room was like, cool. Yeah, it was like pink and purple and all like super weird. It, I don't know. It sort of seems like an all night w- 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 wedding ch- chapel you would see in Vegas kind of yeah. thing. Like I don't know. It does. It was really cool. Yeah. And, and they, they burst in there. And I think he's with like some chick, some like girl that he just met. And they're like, where's our money? where's our money? He's like, I don't have any money. As they pan over to this like whole tray of like Rolexes and fucking jewelry and shit. Now, did they take that? I don't think so. I don't think they did. They want the money. Yeah. Cause they're trying to like get out of town. Yeah. Like, the whole point is for them to like get enough money to just literally get the fuck out of LA. Yeah. Like, it, it's just like, we can't be here anymore. Like everything's fucked. We're just going to steal this money and leave town. And I love how at first they're like, yeah, we can go. And Vivica's like, I don't know how far y'all think you're getting on $3,000. <laughs> like, <laughs> you're not going to go far. And they're like, yeah, we need more. So um, then we also, I just like, they find him and fucking shoot his ass. I think it's, is it TT? Yeah. Yeah. No. It is TT. So this is before TT died then. Yeah. Um, yeah. And they, and they fucking shoot him and they're like, oh my God. The girl that's there is like, oh my God. They left a witness. I know. Um, but, who eventually gets questioned. But fortunately, Cleo had the wherewithal to take her driver's license. Um, yeah. <laughs> so. When they go to that lineup. Yeah. And she's, they're like, yeah, you got a lineup. And she's like, what? And like, Cleo's like, yeah, fuck this, man. And then I love how she like, l- like looks through the glass. And then you can see that like, she's looking at her, but she can't see her. And then she taps her, her shirt, yeah. like where yeah. she put the license. <laughs> like, bitch, I know where you live. <laughs> like, don't even think about it. <laughs> like, I thought it was really funny. Um, so they're like all taken off in this car after like they shoot TT and they're like, splitting up doing all this shit they finally all get in the car the three of them together and that's when cleo like lets them out oh, and it's like God, that frankie and stony with the money and she's like get that go. that like, scene when they're in the tunnel and cleo tells them to get out and that like stony and cleo basically hug for what i think they both know is going to be the last time and yeah. it's just it's just it's just it's it's just like it's just it's just like heartbreaking it's so heartbreaking. Like you're already a mess now because of TT, and now and Cleo. I just wrote Cleo's death scene. And like, 
I mean, wow. And like the thing is, Cleo basically sacrificed herself so Sony and Frankie could get away. Like, yeah. I mean, it's just, it's just that's just, that's that's just like a really good friend. You know? Yeah, like, I mean, yeah. She not only does she like. She, I love how you see her, like, she's driving, she's going, like, straight for him. She misses the helicopter, and I guess they think that all of them are in the car, and then they see it's just her. You and, and me! And then she just, like, you yeah. And me. <laughs> yeah, she's just, like, <laughs> she's just such a fucking G. And she, like, gets out, and then she's, like, you know, looking around, and then she sees them, and then they're, like, they literally just have all these fucking guns pointed, tons of cops, and they, like, shoot her up, like, Scarface style. Yeah. Like, come on. No, this... And, of course, when she gets out, she has that fucking Uzi. No, this, like, uh... She pulls out. This scene sort of rem- remind me of, like, the final scene in Bonnie and Clyde. Um, yeah. Like, it's just, yeah, like... Totally. It's just... They start shooting, and they, they, they don't stop, stop stop until she's been shot at least, like, four times over. <laughs> like, oh, mean, yeah. Like, until they, like, run out of bullets. Yeah, yeah. Essentially, yeah. It's fucking... It's... Wow, like that scene, and then the song that you were saying was playing like during that scene, like that just adds to it because mm-hmm. she's like the drama and the tension's just gotten so ratcheted up, and you're just like you're also the thing about it that's really cool about this this movie is that according to like like I'm thinking of Point Break, different movie but bank robber, so like go with it. I feel like at that movie I never really felt bad for the robbers. Like I didn't really empathize with them at all. I was like whatever, they're just robbing shit. They're like surfers. Yeah. I don't really care. But in this one it's like you're rooting for them and you see like you just see and you really hope that they get away. And and then in your head halfway through you kind of realize that this is not that type of movie. Mm-hmm. Like they are not going to get out of this. It's not going to be a happy ending. And you're just like, fuck, this is like, you know, they try to get so far and then the system like fucks them again. Yeah. And bank robbery is not like, I don't think the, the sentence is like a lot. Mm-hmm. I don't actually know. I mean, it's not like a murder sentence, obviously, but I know they have guns. So I'm sure that adds, that's like another level. When yeah. But like, they would like, find some, like, you know, find some charge. Basically fuck them over, you know, like, yeah, and, oh, that's and, true. and yeah. you know, just make the sentence as long as possible. So, and Cleo had a record. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like she already had a prior record. Was, but, um, and then was this during the three strikes law in Ke- California when probably cause Clinton signed that. Okay. And he came in in 92. So is that law still on the books? I, I'm not sure. Yeah. I don't know about what state is it. Was it a federal law? If Clinton I'm not, signed I'm not, it, you know, I actually don't really know what I'm talking about. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm gonna Google real quick. Okay. Three strikes law. Let's see. Implemented March seventh of nineteen ninety-four. So let's see. Habitual offender laws have been implemented at least since nineteen fifty-two. But 28 states have some form of a three strikes law. So I think it's dependent on states, but maybe federal crimes. Like if you've been convicted of like three federal crimes, then maybe it's like that too. Yeah, Uh, I'm sure. And I think they have to be like um, serious convictions. I'm assuming like felonies, Mm -hmm. I think. I don't think it's like a, um, like, what do you call it? Misdemeanors. I think they're basically like felonies, like, like serious crimes. But yeah, I think it's still in place. I mean, I don't see why it wouldn't be. I mean, I feel like that makes sense. If there are three, like, hardcore felonies, it's like, obviously, we can't keep letting you out. Yeah. You're just going to keep doing, you know, doing this different kind of stuff. So it sucks, but I can, I guess, see. 
but it, I think they were using it not in the way that you would think. I mean, like they were using it in small ways and then being like, we're ratcheting this up to a felony, even though it's not. Yeah, I mean, and then claiming that you got a strike. Yeah. You know? That's bullshit. Such bullshit. Um, and then I wrote, and Frankie, like when Frankie kind of sort of like gets away and then she's in like a standoff with the police mm-hmm. and she has the gun. And that's when she, that's when I think she mentions like, what's, what's the protocol? What's the protocol? What's like the procedure when, when you've got a gun to your head? Yeah. Like, and they, I was like, did they have to shoot her? Wasn't she running away? She was running towards the bus and they shot her in the back twice. Yeah. Like, like why are people shot running away? What kind of threat? Did she pose to you? She had a gun in her hand, but she could have easily... Didn't she drop it? I mean, I mean, she... Yeah, I mean, she... I mean, unless you're a police officer, she just probably isn't going to hurt you. Like, I mean, No, and she's only going to hurt you unless you hurt her first. Yeah. Like, I don't think she's going to just randomly shoot you, because she's trying to get away, and she sees Stoney in the, the Greyhound bus. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, and then Stoney sees, and then she's like... And the fact that she sees it, and... Oh, mm. God. It was just so much. And I'm so glad that Stoney got out and she gets to Mexico. I'm assuming it's Mexico. Yeah, I think so. Right? Yeah. And then you see her, like, driving the Jeep. And she, like, I love how she calls Keith last minute. And she didn't tell him what she was doing the whole time. He, like, didn't really know. Yeah. But they were really, like, you know, really kind of fell for each other in, like, a random way. And then I love how she calls and doesn't say anything. And he's, like are you okay? Like, are you, you're safe, right? Like, yeah. just tell me you're safe. And then I think she's like, I'm safe. Like, you know, goodbye or something yeah. like that. I was like, Oh God. I mean, at least she has like a somewhat of a ride off into the sunset moment, but fuck. Oh God. I mean, <laughs> it was a lot. It was, it was cathartic to watch it again and just see these badass women doing their shit and just see, I, I love Vivica even now. Like I follow her now. She yeah. uh, has some, like, you know, some shows where she does like hot topics um, on like YouTube and stuff. And I just love Vivica. I think she's so great. Um, I, and then um, Jada, of course we know where Jada is. I, uh, she's at the red table. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, loved Vivica in Kill Bill. Um, yeah. She, I need to watch the second one. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, no, I, I think she's, 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 she's in the first one. Yeah, she is. Yeah. I just still need to watch this. Oh, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do love that scene in the kitchen. Yeah. Yeah, it's so good. It's so, so good. I wish there was more of a... Um, you know who I also would have loved? I would have loved a little bit of, like, Angela Bassett or Pam Greer in this bitch, too. Yeah, that'd be cool. <laughs> I would have loved them being, like, these old-school robbers who, like, teach these young... <laughs> another another plot point. I would have, like, these old old-school robbers, like, teach these young ones, like, how to do it. Uh, like, yeah. this is what you gotta do. <laughs> yeah, like, that'd be really cool. Like, Italian job. Always, like Italian job style. Always check your corners. <laughs> yeah. Like it was so cool. But yeah, I love this movie. I think it's great. I think everybody should watch it. It's um yeah, it's it's like iconic cinema, really. It's you no, know, I, I I think this movie is fantastic and it's just a movie I don't ever get tired of watching. So Yeah, I mean it's sad, but it's good. And it's got that vibe. It's just got the whole California like it just has that whole vibe that was going on. Yeah, it just really is a snapshot. It's great. It's it's current, and it's also like nostalgic too. It is. 
Yeah, it's really cool. <laughs> so yeah, I loved this one. I forgot to mention to join us on Patreon because I always do. I'm gonna do this because I'm just so fucking uh, just. I don't know. I can't get anything straight. I'm, I don't even know if I have ADD, but I probably do. But I there's so many things I want to do. So I need to make like a little Patreon like thing to insert somewhere in the middle of the show so mm. people know to join Patreon. Because how else are you gonna know? There's a fuck ton of episodes over there. I think there's like 70 or like 65 now. So it's five bucks. Once you pay that for a month, you have all of that content. Um, so yeah, check it out. We're always doing shit. I think we're going to do face off over there soon. Yay. Uh, which should be neat. And uh, yeah, I mean, do you have any final words? Um, machetes do not need to be reloaded. And with that, we will see you on the next one. (laughs) Bye. Bye.